episode 1076, The Sight and Sound List, part one. Oh, part one, really? So I think we're going to do a part two next week. Okay. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian, bringing you theology at Warp Seed. I'm Edison. And I'm Ben DiBono. We are back to talk about a once-in-a-decade event, and it's gonna, uh, I don't want to rush through it, because there's there's so much to talk about with this, uh, and I've been looking forward to this for years, ever since I learned of its existence. I think I might have said, at Warp Seed. Oh. I've never said that before. Yikes. So, the sight and sound greatest films of all time list. I'm sure some people are nodding along because they know I've talked about this in the past, um, but other people I'm sure have no clue what this is, so let me set this up for you. So the British Film Institute has a magazine they put out, I think on a monthly basis, called the called Sight and Sound. So it's the, the magazine of the British Film Institute. And beginning in 1952, they began a i don't know what the decade equivalent of annual is decadal <laughs> a poll of film critics and other prestigious people uh in the industry to say what are the best films of all time and they've proceeded to do this same poll and come up with i think it originally was a top 10 list but then has grown into a top 100 list once a decade so once a decade in the year ending in two, of which 2022 is one, there is a, a annual poll that goes out of critics. And the way it works is critics are invited to send in their top 10 choices unranked. So any order, one film, one vote, and then all those lists are compiled and the list for that decade is produced. So this is, you know, and any best of list is a flawed proposition, but the sight and sound one when it comes to films, when it comes to cinema, is probably the most prestigious list out there. Beginning in 1992, they added a second list alongside it, which is the director's list. So same concept, but instead of critics and academics, we're going to pull directors. Okay. Uh, interestingly, at least this time and last time, They've uh, they've broken their ten film limit for two people, uh, Martin Scorsese, and I believe he was joined by Quentin Tarantino this time, who were each able to send in fifteen items on their list. Wow! Now say why them? I think it's a to, to two different types of sensibilities. But Martin Scorsese, I, I I don't think enough people appreciate because he's rightfully known for his films. What a brilliant film scholar he is and the work that he has done for film preservation. Like if Martin Scorsese never had made a single movie, he probably would have been a world class uh, academic in cinema. He's that knowledgeable about it and really, really knows his stuff. So you wind up with two competing lists, both of them top 100 um, and both have their strengths and weaknesses. Uh and what I, I think I want to do is tonight go through the critics list and then uh, next next week, let's talk about the director's list. And I'll also I don't have it in front of me, but I've uh, one of the things I want to look at for next week is the list of films that fell off from last year's yeah, to I this mean, year's. I have a big there are complaints. a few. They, yes, 
Huge complaint. But let me just start by giving the background on this a little bit for what is what is considered the best film of all time. So in 1952, the first year of the poll, uh, the winner was Bicycle Thieves, which I don't think you have ever seen. I haven't. So that's a great movie. Okay. It, actually, I think you, you would probably like it. Okay. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Beginning in 1962... The winner of the poll was Citizen Kane, and Citizen Kane continued in the number one spot for the next 50 years, all the way up until 2012. So Citizen Kane won 1962, 72, 82, 92, 2002. So that's five decades in a row. Was finally dethroned in 2012 by Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Huge upset and everything. This this time, our number one film, and I'm going to go through the whole list here, but I'll go ahead and give you the... Well, actually, let's wait on the number one film. I, I, so one of our friends, I think it was Alan, maybe Aaron, said yeah. that he wasn't aware this film existed that made I number one. I have talked about but it on the Sci-Fi Christian before. when I saw before. it, I instantly remember it. You've mentioned it numerous yes. times, I feel like. So let's keep people in suspense. And I, I, I did check. Well, we'll get there. I know we're, I'm not going to spoil it yet, but... I think it's available right now to watch on HBO Max. So it is. everyone can watch it. It is. And I think I will. I should. It's it's a great, great movie. So I'll talk about it when we get there. But a completely unexpected film stole the top spot this year. Uh, should we just get to it? No. Okay. I want to draw it out. Okay. We got 100 movies because to I want, go through. I want to ask you the, why the take so long for it to... Because it's, well, it's not a new movie. It's not a new movie. It is interesting if you chart the history of how movies move up and down the list. Like 1952, Citizen Kane was 10 years old at that point. It didn't even crack the top 10. It goes in. Things take some time. Okay. It is also notable that in the critics list, Sight and Sound uh, made an effort to include a more diverse a set of individuals that they were polling. And I think there's good things and bad things about that. The good thing about it is you get a more diverse set of people. And when it comes to art, that's a good thing. The bad thing about that is that I think there's a few choices where you look at it and it kind of raises an eyebrow. How did this movie get in there? Good movies, but we're talking the top 100 of all time. And this type of exercise you want to be you want it to be a bit of an ivory tower type of exercise. Does that mean there can't be diverse voices in the ivory tower? Of course not. Absolutely not. That'd be a crazy thing to say, but it does mean that you want to have a very high threshold for what who's voting on something like this. So the concern would not be diverse voices. It would be are we artificially trying to bring in people who are maybe not in that ivory tower? Seems like some of that might have happened in the critics list, leading to all sorts of wild controversy, accusations of racism and misogyny and, you know, flame wars on Twitter. All that to say, I think there's validity on both sides of it. I think that there is an aspect where there's aspects of the critics list where you're like, wait a second, this feels like we put our thumb on the scale more than you would want on a list like this that is not the IMDb top 250 you know it's there's so many populist lists out there that's not what this is supposed to be this is supposed to be like the people who know cinema you know and i am all in favor of diverse people race you know sexuality all of that men women uh other <laughs> he's like what else could i say that's diverse <laughs> moving on, <laughs> <Moving on. laughs> x-men <laughs> uh, which that movie did not make the list um 
Uh, yeah, all for that, but let's make sure that the people who are selecting for that are know their stuff, and we're not just artificially trying to make sure we hit demographics. Okay, so I probably said enough to get canceled, but hopefully people understand what I'm getting at there. All right. All that to say, though, while I certainly have major qualms about aspects of this list, and it wouldn't be any fun if you didn't, uh, and we'll give away next week by saying I think the director's list is actually far superior to this one. Uh, it's once a decade, and this is enormous amounts of fun. It is fun. To me. So I've seen 97 out of 100 oh, movies. Oh, my goodness. Way to go. Um, so as we go wow. through... Wow, I didn't count. Oh, wait. No, I, I did. I've seen 28. Okay, so I, I'm curious which ones you've seen and which ones you've heard of and then um, which ones you would be interested in watching. So let's just start going through, uh, and there are a number of times here. Do you want to go reverse order or top? Start I'm, I'm going to go at the top. All right, let's do it. Spoil number one. No, I don't. No, no. I meant reverse. I meant top order. from 100. 100. Okay. <laughs> anyway, actually, it starts at 95 because there's a, a multiple way tie for 95. All right. Well, I've only seen one of the multiple way tie. All right. Do you know which one? Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. That's right. Which is a great. So, movie. are you literally going to read the 100 movies right now? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. So, uh, Get Out, which this is one that right off of the bat was this movie does not deserve to be considered one of the greatest movies of all time. It's fine, but it's only that. It's fine. Uh, the General from Buster Keaton. Uh, have you seen any Buster Keaton? No, I don't believe I have. Oh, this is a great movie. Uh, Black Girl, Tropical Malady, Once Upon a Time in the West, and Robert Brisson's A Man Escaped, which I'm thrilled this movie's on there. I absolutely adore this movie. Um, so stop me. Uh, yes, I think it would be easier if I stop you. Stop me, yeah. But you'll know some. Yes. So, yeah, okay. so if there's any that are intriguing to you, you know about all of that. All right, going down to number 90, Madame D by Max Offuls, which is a really good movie. Actually, Wait, why did you skip? You skipped 91 through 94. N- well, it's a tie for 90. Oh, got it. Mine list is, are you on Letterboxd? Yeah, I'm on Letterboxd. You're not... going to be going in a different order. I'm on the actual BFI website. Okay, so I've only seen one that's a tie for 90, okay. and that's Parasite. Which we reviewed here on the show. Yes. Uh, the Leopard, which mm-hmm. um, is a great, great movie. Madame D is one of uh, Stanley Kubrick's uh, favorite movies. Ugetso Monogatari. Uh, Yee Yee. Parasite. I was thrilled that Parasite mm-hmm. was on there. I actually, I rewatched Parasite a few months ago, and I think it, you can quibble about, is it too soon? Uh, Paul Schrader, who's the, the, he wrote, Taxi Driver, he's director of First Reformed, has a rule for his list when he votes that he doesn't put anything um, within the last 25 years on there. Oh, wow. So he's either Paul Schrader or Michael Mann, one of Big them. Big Sturgeon's that. Yeah. law. Yeah, exactly. So the last, so, and I get that. Like, I saw, I looked at one ballot that had the Woman King on it, which just came out like four months ago. I haven't seen the movie, so I'm not commenting on oh, that. So, like, critics are releasing their personal ballots? So, Sight and Sound is publishing oh, all the different ballots, yeah. Wow. What's really fun is that we don't have the critic ballots yet. We have the director ballots. Yeah. 
but eventually they'll publish all the data for this and it becomes really cool because you can see everything that was that got a vote oh, that, and there's would, always some weird outliers it would be a lot of fun listen so i have in front of me on letterboxd the 100 but let's just say we want to do just scorsese's 15 yep, yep. or tarantino's 15 exactly that could be kind of fun yeah no if nolan's is out there yep. yeah and it is yeah okay that's, so and, uh, and we like should, the, oh this could be a, a slew of different yeah. ranking shows i mean there's probably some in here that you would be interested yeah, in. I'll definitely. try and highlight them as we go. Um, there, last in, in 2012 for the critic data, I know there was one critic I was looking at who, cause I always looked at, you know, what are the ones that only got one vote? One of them was, I kid you not, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean three. Hmm. And I thought choice. that person should be banned from voting. They lost their time, job. So I, I hope he was. Okay. Continuing on Chung King Express. The Shining, both of them are tied for 88. I know you've seen The Shining. I don't think you've seen Chungking Express no, from Wong Kar Wai. I don't love it the way some people do. There's a movie by Wong Kar Wai that I absolutely adore that's much higher up in this list. A uh, couple of, we head down to 84 for a number, number of ties. A couple of ties from a director I despise, Jean-Luc Godard, A History du Cinema, uh, Perot Le Fou, Hate both of those movies. I hate Godard. Hmm. So Ingmar Bergman uh, was quoted once as saying that Godard is a bleeping bore. And I quoted that in my Letterboxd review of one of Godard's movies. And it's my most liked Letterboxd <laughs> review. <laughs> uh, the Spirit of the Beehive. Uh, Bl- Blue Velvet from David Lynch. David Lynch has a couple movies on here. I love Blue Velvet. I wish uh, Eraserhead was on here, but it's not. Um, just terrific. All right. Uh, 78 is the next level down. And there's a couple here I think you would be interested in. Oh, there's one I've seen. Okay. And really enjoy, is uh, which is Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Yep. Yep. There's a few others in here I think you would like. Uh, Celine and Julie go boating. Uh, this is just a wild movie. Uh, I love it, but I, I don't. You know, it's like three and a half hours long, mm-hmm. so it's a hard one. Um, a Matter of Life and Death. I actually was thinking about recommending this to you recently. Okay. Because of the, like, you, you liked a movie. I'm trying to think of what it was. Uh, Defending Your Life. Yeah, did you watch that? I did. How did you like it? Uh, it was okay. Yeah. I, I didn't love it as much as you well, did. Well, it moved me. Did it move you? No, because I'd seen A Matter of Life and Death, which is a similar concept, okay. but infinitely better. I think, I, I think it, you would love this movie. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, Modern Times from Charlie Chaplin. Uh, this is a great movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, a Brighter Summer Day. So this one um, is one Martin Scorsese is personally responsible for helping to rescue and restore. So this movie is from Taiwan. Uh, it was unavailable in the West for a very, very, very long time until Criterion a few years ago released a restored version of it. And Martin Scorsese was instrumental in getting the cut of this out you've seen all these movies or almost all these movies but you also have been watching the criterion collection yeah. for years now yeah so i i will catch up next year yeah that's crazy so i guess do you credit that yeah. experience with making sure that you've seen well most? that and i intentionally saw i watched all of the oh so you saw the 2012 list. ones yes yeah, okay. so anything that was on the 2012 list i've seen okay got it uh last one at seven or two more at seventy eight. You mentioned Sunset Boulevard and then Satan Tango Bellatar's seven and a half hour masterpiece. This movie's just wild. It's great. But obviously uh Did you watch it straight through? I watched seven it and a half hours. In a day. My family was gone. So I watched Satan Tango. Dang. I did break it up a little bit, but it's a lot. 
Why is it called Satan Tango? Is it about Satan? No, it's about the fall of communism. I don't know why it's called Satan Tango. Okay. I mean, or, would you recommend Satan Tango? I mean, it's on this list. Do you recommend everything on this list? I recommend everything on this list, but if you're not going to watch the whole list through, I wouldn't start with Satan Tango. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 75, Sancho the Bailiff. This is just fantastic. Imitation of Life, Douglas Sirk. Uh, and then Spirited Away, uh, an anime movie. And at 72, we have the next anime movie, also from Miyazaki, My Neighbor Totoro. I've seen both of those. And although I don't love anime, those are pretty good. Yeah, I also don't love anime, but I have I did enjoy My Neighbor Totoro, and I plan to watch, and I have been planning to watch for a while now, Spirited Away. Well, you'll knock off a couple more on this yeah. list. All right, Roberto Rossellini at 72, uh, Couple Tie at 72, Journey to Italy, which is a great movie, and La Ventura from Michelangelo and Antonioni, both really solid movies. 67 we start off with metropolis which we've seen the yep. first one i have not seen on this list from agnes varda the gleaners and i actually have it because of buying criteria and yeah. stuff but i haven't watched it yet and then another movie i would recommend to you the red shoes okay i adore this movie what was this one about it's a, a it's gonna sound lame it's about a ballerina company okay but this is Martin Scorsese is a champion. of the, He always has this one on his list. This is one of the great movies of all time. It okay. will make you fall in love with Technicolor. Okay. And realize that Technicolor movies were superior. Uh, one you have seen, La Jete. I did. And this is a short. It's I a mean, short. So this list includes not, not full-length motion pictures? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I assumed it was all full-length. No. But, okay. uh, my second favorite movie of all time. Behind 2001, Andrei Rublev by Andrei Tarkovsky. We've watched a couple of Tarkovsky movies. Yes, the Stalker. I haven't seen this yet. Great movie. 66 is a movie I need to revisit because it didn't click with me. Tuki Buki. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> just as funny to say. You might have seen all three of these at 63. Yes, I have. Casablanca. Love it. I mean, one of my favorite. I mean, this might be top 10 for me. It, it is a great movie. I agree. Need should be higher. The Third Man. And yeah, and this is one I watched in 2022 and loved it. It might have been the, like, one of the very first movies I watched in this calendar year. Loved it so much. And I'm guessing you did not love Goodfellas. I mean, give it three stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, heading down to 60. Uh, Daughters of the Dust, the second movie I haven't seen on here. Moonlight, another pretty recent one, which I think I need to revisit. Wasn't quite in the right that, frame That was the Oscar winner that year, wasn't it? It was. That was the La La Land yes. Moonlight controversy. Uh Great movie on here, which I'd recommend to everybody. La Dolce Vita. F uh, Fellini is one of the great directors of all time, and this movie is just incredible. Mm. You owe it to yourself at some point in your life to watch La Dolce Vita. Uh, 59, Sans Soliel, which is from the same director who did La Jete. I like this movie. I had to watch it a couple times before it clicked. Skipping down to 54. And I see we're running a little short on time, so we'll keep rolling. Sure. Sherlock Jr., uh, The Apartment, which you've seen from I Billy have seen. Wilder. I really liked it. Battleship Potemkin, great silent Soviet movie. You recommended this to me a long time ago. I I, I believe I started watching it. it um, I don't think I got very far into it. I'll, I will watch it someday. Blade Runner. Yep, seen it. I've seen this one. The one Goddard movie, one of a few Goddard movies I actually like, Contempt. If everybody doesn't, well, not everybody, if you don't like Goddard and other people also don't like him, why is he? Because everyone else loves him. Okay. As you can, I mean, this is the third, his third movie on the list. He's got a lot of, and there's more. Okay. Uh, News from Home at 52, the final movie I haven't seen. So I've seen everything else on here. Uh, Ali Fear Eats the Soul from Werner Fassbinder. Great movie. Uh, going down to 50, 
The Piano from Jane Campion. This is a really good movie. It's a little bit melodramatic, but I don't, I'm not sure I, I, it deserves top 100, but it's a really good movie. And The 400 Blows, 48, we have Wanda, a movie you're going to watch very soon here, or Debt. Yes, you know, I have it in the house. I, I borrowed it from the I, library. I can't wait for and you I to just watch haven't it. watched it yet. It's a great, great movie. Uh, I, I, in fact, when you rewatch it, I'll rewatch it. Okay, I mean, it's, I'll, I'll just keep you updated. Okay. I have it here. I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. Down to 45. We have a tie for a few movies. North by Northwest from Alfred Hitchcock. This is a favorite seen. of mine. It's I a mean, great movie. Not, I should maybe say favorite of Hitchcock. I see I gave it four and a half, which means it can't literally be a favorite. Yeah, this is another one where I'm not sure it deserves a place in the top 100, but it is a very good movie. Uh, the Battle of Algier, which definitely deserves. And then Barry Lyndon, which quite frankly belongs in the top 10 hmm. from Stanley Kubrick. 43, Killer of Sheep by Charles Burnett, and one we just talked about, Stalker. Yeah, Stalker. Great, great movie. At 41, Rashomon from Akira Kurosawa, which I don't know if you've seen. No, I have not. You'd, I think you'd like it. And then the original number one from 1952, Bicycle yes, Thieves. So it seems like that's another one I said I should fast track, but here are 100 movies. Maybe I should just make that my 2023 goal. Instead of going all over the place with my watch yeah. list, maybe I should focus in on this sight and sound. Uh, and you know, um, Sallow dropped off as did a clockwork orange. Oh, that's so, good news. You know, two movies you wouldn't like, uh, 38. We've got a couple that you've seen here. Rear window. I mean, I love this one. I can get on board with. I love it. Five stars. This is the first Hitchcock, Hitchcock movie I saw. And my, I, I think it's my current favorite. Uh, some like it hot. Yeah. I know you really like this one. Love I, it. I liked that at four stars. I don't, I don't love it the way some people, I mean, this is ranked as one of the best comedies of all time. I thought it was good. And then the next Goddard movie. Breathless, which I am not a personal fan of, but do admit it deserves to be on this list for influence alone. It changed filmmaking okay. with its techniques. Don't love it, but it deserves to be here. At 36, we have M from Fritz Lang. This is a great movie. Mm -hmm. Sequel from Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is weird. Two M movies. That's true. Same guy. And then uh, Charles Ch Charlie Chaplin's City Lights, which is a great movie. Uh, 35, India's sole entry on the list, Pantar Panchali. This is a great movie. The whole Apu trilogy of which this is the first one. It's terrific. 34, we have La Atlantis by Jean Vigo. This is a, another really, really solid movie. Uh, 31, few ties here. We have got Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock. An another great one for me. I know we're running out of time. No, it's okay. As quick as I can. Uh, Mirror from Andre Tarkovsky. And then Eight and a Half by Fellini. So again, love Fellini, but La Dolce Vita is better. I'll so, fight anyone who feels otherwise. Yeah, so you do like Eight and a Half or not that I much? I do. Okay. Yeah, Eight and a Half is great. La Dolce Vita is better. Uh, 30, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This does not deserve to be on here. This is a beautiful movie. Beautifully shot. Very average plot. Mm. Does not deserve to be on here. It's only 2019. The fact that this is not only here, but this high. Like, I can get over get out sneaking in at a hundred but portrait of a lady on fire at 30 are you kidding me uh 29 taxi driver yeah love this movie i, I saw this i think i i feel fond towards it though i can see i gave it three and a half <laughs> it's not really a matt movie no, i mean i think i liked it more than you would have expected uh 28 daisies which is of all the czechoslovakian movies i would have chose to be on here that's not the one uh Maybe the most important movie on this list at 27 is Shoah. This is a almost 10-hour documentary on the Holocaust. 
This is another one where you should take the time to watch it. Did you watch this straight through? No, you I didn't watch down? it. I watched it in pieces. Okay. And you watch it in pieces. This is one that you owe it to yourself to watch. Okay. All right. Uh, tie at 25 for The Night of the Hunter by Charles Lofton, his only film, and it's a great one. And Alhazar Balthazar. I love Robert Bresson. This would not be my choice for his this high. Uh, Do the Right Thing for, by Spike Lee at 24. I can get on board with it on the list. Not sure about it being this high. So Do the Right Thing I did watch in the movie class I mentioned all the time back oh. in 2001. So I've seen this one, although I haven't ranked it on or rated it on Letterboxd because that was the last time I watched it was 2001. One I think I recommended to you at 23, Playtime yes. by Jacques Tati. Yes, you did. Great movie. Uh, I think you've seen this one at 21. Late Spring. Late Spring yes. by uh, Yasujiro Ozu. And then my third favorite movie of all time, The Passion of Joan of Arc. So your favorites are right, also in here. I could, for example, I love Truman Show, and I haven't seen that yet. Is it going to be in the top 20? I mean, let's just wait and see. Okay. Uh, at 20, Seven Samurai. <laughs> I love Seven Samurai. It is a great movie. 19, Apocalypse Now. 18, Persona. I should uh, say, Apocalypse Now, we just made plans over on the extra feed to read... Heart of Darkness, yep. which is the inspiration for Apocalypse Now. So we're going to do a double feature, well, a double experience. We're going to read the book together and then watch the movie and review it on the shows. I don't know which one. Probably more of the extra feed. 17 is close. Oh, by the way, Persona, one of Ingmar Bergman's greatest movies. I, I love that you've movie. You've recommended this one before. Uh, close Up. This is a very meta, wall-breaking movie. Maybe I'll, I'll describe it more next week because we're in a bit of a hurry here at the end. Meshes of the Afternoon at 16. This is the second short on here. It's only 14 minutes. I don't remember what it's about. <laughs> but if you want one to knock yeah. out quickly, 14 minutes. Okay. 15, The Searchers. Yeah, man, 15, and I did not love it. We had a great conversation about it, but I give it two and a half. Man, you're, you're I'm wrong. could not be I'm more probably wrong. wrong. You're, you're... All right, 14, Cleo from 5 to 7 by Agnes Varda. Great movie. I don't love all of her stuff. This one I do love. The Rules of the Game by Jean Renoir at 13. Another really good movie. The Godfather at 12. I mean, this, you know, I always talk about my number one. It's, it's, it's up it's, there. Like, I mean, it's, this is going to be, you're not going to like this comparison, but I love The Godfather. I love The Truman Show. I love Back to the Future. I mean, it's the probably. The Rushmore of movies. Godfather's probably. What? We still got 11 more. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll see those others yeah. in here. 11, Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans, one of the great silent films of all time. Uh, 10, Singing in the Rain. Love which it. you've seen. Five great. stars. Nine, Man with a Movie Camera. Um, probably the earliest documentary. Just revolutionized cinema. Hmm. It's one where if you watch it, you'll be like, what's all the fuss about? But you have to understand the context in which it was made. It changed cinema. Uh, at eight, Mulholland Drive, David Lynch in the top 10. Wow, and, nice work, David Lynch. You could quibble with it being that high. I love this movie. Mm -hmm. Boo Travail by Claire Denis at seven, based on a Herman Melville novel, Billy Bud Sailor. Oh, I didn't know that. My favorite movie, 2001, is Space Odyssey at six. Wow. Five spaces too low. <laughs> uh, Wong Kar Wai's In the Mood for Love at five. Highly recommend this okay. movie. I, It is, for a movie without any, gra any sex, nudity, anything, it is deeply erotic. Mm. Like, the power of the filmmaking is in how he pulls that off. Four, Tokyo Story by Yasujiro Ozu. I highly recommend that. And then our top three, Citizen Kane, Vertigo, and the number one movie, Jean Dielman, 23 Quad du Commerce, 1080 Bruxelles. Which is a three-hour, half-hour movie about a woman who mainly does chores. Yes, you've told me and about that. it's this. terrific. 
It's amazing. Does it deserve to be number one? It does not. Is it a great movie? And am I thrilled people are going to watch it because of that? Absolutely. Yeah. This will break people. This has been on my radar since you mentioned it on the show. Should I say what you said on the show or should I not say anything about it at this point? Uh, You're the one with a deadline, so you're welcome to hit the music at any time. Well, you necessarily. You just said she has this ordinary life. She has a very routine life. Yes. And when the routine breaks, what happens then? Exactly. Yeah. This is a incredible film. So we we went through a few things fast. When we do the director's list, we'll re- hit on some of those. And we'll also talk about what fell off the list. There are some travesties. Notably, we did not say Lawrence of Arabia. And I am pissed. Yes. Next week, we'll have to talk about what, what was missing. While the music's playing here, because I'm hearing the music now, you were going to say something about close-up. Uh, you can finish that thought now while the music's playing. What was? What were you going to say about close-up? So, it's a half documentary, half movie about a person who um, in real life was arrested in Iran for impersonating an actor. Mm. And so he, like, convinced this family that he was this famous Iranian actor. Mm-hmm. And then the movie is both a recreation of that with him in that role and a documentary of him. It's really wild. All right. Well, listeners, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DiVono. And we'll be back next week with part two. Goodbye. And we're signing off. Goodbye. Sorry. No, you have to be sorry. Too we, long. No, we got time. We're right on time. Listeners, we're right on time. But we are signing off now. So see you next week for more movie talk. <laughs>